Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. Here's a thought. How do we identify ourselves? How do we identify? Tonight, my home is empty. People are gone. They've got things to do. They had elsewhere to go. And I am here for a few days by myself, alone. And I've got myself wondering, who else is doing this? Who else is alone tonight, this morning? Who else is going to be alone for a few more days? How do we identify with that? Do we think about them all the time? Do we obsess over when they're getting back? Is it healthy? Is it unhealthy? Do we think we can't function until they're back? Do they give us our identity of who we are? I'm somebody's wife, I'm somebody's mother, I'm somebody's sister, I'm somebody's aunt, I'm somebody's niece, I'm Do we identify based upon who's around us? Should we, should we put that much into it that we can or cannot function if they're not around? Do we worry, over-worry? Do we worry about being by ourselves? Can we be that independent? I'm always impressed with those women who can be by themselves. They make it look so easy. And I know it's not, but they make my fears look so easy on them my worries of being alone, watching out for myself, carrying 100% of everything I do on my own shoulders, no one to lean on, no one to look to, nobody's gonna come up behind and or come up and lift you up when your back is against the wall. So as I sit here, I question my own identity. I question why my mind is on my kids all night. Why I'm thinking about where my husband is, what he's doing, And it sucks that he's not here, just even for the comfort of him being in the same house. And as I did that, as I noticed that, I thought, isn't that 
a stall to growth? Isn't that a barrier to growth? I'm spending my mental time on thinking about people that aren't here. And, I, and the reason I'm doing that is because they're not here. It's not that I'm thinking about them and going, they're wonderful people. I'm so excited. I'm happy for their growth. I'm happy for what they're doing. Um, it's not like I'm thinking of them in appreciation and then moving on. I'm thinking about them going, I wonder when they're going to be back. I wonder what they're doing. I'm irritated that they're not here. It would be better. It would make me feel better. And then I caught myself. I caught myself and I went, what? This is what happens when you have been surrounded for decades. I really have never been alone in my life. And these are some of the repercussions of that. I'm alone periodically and when my marriage has been disastrous, uh, I have felt utterly alone. But there was always somebody around. With seven kids, I had somebody in the house for about 21, 22 years. 24-7. I'm not talking about the one, you know, you've got teenagers and they leave for a little while or they go to school and they, I literally had somebody in the house for 24 hours a day for 21, 22 years. I don't know what it's like. And yet I look at these women and I'm friends with them. And I have such a great admiration that they live a different life and they don't necessarily do that kind of thinking. They're probably looking for companionship or looking for ways to do things. I also know women that they're not interested in getting married. They're not interested in being tied down. Not that they look at it that way, but those obligations that come with being married. So impressed with them. as they go out every day, fearless, facing the world. And if they do have fears, they don't show it. At least I don't see it. What a delight. Where is my identity? As I was beginning to ponder this thought, I caught myself and I thought, no, no, you need to be forward-facing. That's what we talk about in conflict resolution. It's about forward facing. It's about future looking. It's, it's about the view ahead. And it was such a delight to see that, to remember that, to remember that that's one of the skills that you do in conflict resolution. You help people look forward to other things, look forward to a future, build plans for that future. So as I'm sitting here, so grateful that I caught myself. I caught myself looking at things I can't control. Circumstances that are no longer able to be changed. I can't change the fact that my house is empty where I'm at. I can't change the fact that I'm sitting here by myself. I can't change the fact that nobody's coming around for the next couple of days can't change that. 
So you face forward. That's what you do in crisis. That's what you do in conflict resolution. You help people face forward. And right now it's my turn, my turn to look forward. My turn to plan, set the fears aside, put them on the shelf and say, look, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but I can control what I am in charge of. I can control my view, what I do, my activities, how I spend my mornings getting ready for the day, how I spend my nights preparing to have a peace and calm sleep, how I reach out to people and lift and love them from a distance what I represent, what I want my message to be in the world. Forward-facing, my identity. What do I connect to? What do I identify with? And I identify with forward-facing. And when we have those moments, those little pauses where we go, hold on. Not everything's perfect. My people around me are perfect. And we begin to stew over those thoughts. Catch yourself and face forward. Catch yourself and decide a new plan. What do you want for the day? What do you want for the night? What do you want to do tomorrow? What do you want to look forward to? Do that. Just do that. That's going to bring you forward-facing, future-facing, future vision of good things if you feel it that way. I hope this helped. I hope that you got something out of it. And if you ever have a question, just ask.